Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. I'm Francesca Toey. It's Sunday, November the 13th, and today is the launch of the Lancet Countdown, tracking progress on health and climate change, which is a follow-up to a 2015 Commission on Climate Change. I'm joined by the main author of the report, Dr Nick Watts. Many thanks for joining us. Hi, Francesca. Thanks very much for having us here today. My name is Nick Watts. I'm the executive director of a new research collaboration, Lancet Countdown on Health and Climate Change. We're based out of University College London, but we're a collaboration of academic institutions right the way around the world. So to start, can you give a brief outline on why climate change is so important for our health and what the countdown means? Yeah, sure. So the links between climate change and human health are almost absolute. And this was laid out in great detail in a Lancet Commission uh, on Health and Climate Change that was published in 2015. Uh, It talked about the ways in which climate change interacts with all of the social and environmental determinants of health, often undermining them and the good health that that they're necessary for. We talk about the direct impacts of climate change on health, from an increased frequency and severity, extreme weather events, of flood, of drought, uh, heat and heat waves, but also the indirect effects of climate change on human health and well-being. And this is what happens when some of those direct impacts lead to loss of agricultural productivity or start to threaten water security or, or change patterns and burdens of infectious diseases. And then some of those downstream effects of climate change on human health, mass migration, violent conflict that can sometimes result and indeed poverty exacerbation. And that's one half of the coin. Those are the negative aspects of the relationship. But on the other side, and this is the work that the Lancet Countdown is looking to emphasize, when you look at many of the different things that climate scientists and engineers and economists would recommend that we do to respond to climate change, it turns out that many of them have co-benefits, have these side effects which are good for health. They're actually just sensible, cost-effective public health interventions in their own right. A good example of, that, of this is seen in encouraging a transition away from coal-fired power plants and towards cleaner forms of energy. So not only does this help respond to climate change, with coal being sort of an important contributor to CO2 and greenhouse gas emissions, but it also reduces the burden of disease from ambient outdoor air pollution on health and and the cardiovascular and respiratory impacts that that brings. And so those are the relationships between health and climate change. The Lancet Countdown is launching today as an international collaboration aimed to track these changes over time with a series of indicators publishing annually in the Lancet and providing an overview of the global transition that is already underway and trying where we can to draw out some of the examples of best practice, demonstrating that these health benefits are real and that they're already happening. So as you mentioned, you are using several indicators that you're going to be tracking over the next few years, and you've split these into indicators of progress and five areas, and one of these is political. How do you hope that this commission will help encourage politicians or governments to take action on climate change? That is, I think, a question that is at the forefront of everyone that's involved in collaborations' mind. In 2015, the work that we did with the Lancet Commission had a very important key message that stuck with me, which was that the response to climate change, achieving these immense health opportunities that result from that, is no longer a technical, a technological, or an economic question. It's now primarily a political question, whether or not we move from climate change as a threat to the response to climate change as an opportunity for better health is principally about the politics. And so it's no surprise that that broader political and social context is one of the five indicator themes that we're looking at. 
On the 4th of November, the Paris Agreement from the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change entered into force. The agreement provides an important framework within which to fit all sorts of packages of work looking to respond to climate change, whether this is from the business community or from local governments or from national governments. And in many ways, the Lancet Countdown and other initiatives like this represent the health profession's contribution to this, to the response to climate change and engaging with that political and sort of transition process. But a little further than that, I think the Lancet Countdown hopes to uh, work directly with health policymakers and policymakers around the world, not just at the national and the local level, but also at the international level. And further to that, the Lancet Countdown is looking to actively engage with health policymakers. And really the purpose here is to make sure that the academic outputs and the expertise that we're pulling together and publishing in the Lancet is policy relevant, that it's useful to the people making the decision in a timely fashion. Another indicator in climate change mitigation is the use of renewable energy sources. How important would it be to begin to rely on more renewable sources rather than coal, for example? It's very clear that there is a need to decarbonise the energy system, not just in the UK, but around the world. And a transition away from coal-fired power to renewable sources is an important and relatively low-hanging fruit in that transition There are just over 2,000 coal-fired power plants currently planned for construction over the next uh, five to seven years if we are to meet our climate change targets. Many, if not all of these, won't be able to come online. At the moment, air pollution from coal-fired power plants results in over 800,000 deaths around the world in the OECD, India and China with many of those deaths concentrated in India and China. In the UK, up to 36% of the national energy mix comes from coal-fired power. And this, again, through air pollution, results in about as many deaths as we see from motor vehicle accidents, principally from sort of cardiovascular and respiratory illnesses. So this is one of the key recommendations that was put forward in the Lancet Commission in 2015, and certainly something that we're following up on. It's one of the proposed indicators that the Lancet Countdown will look to track the phase-out of coal-fired power. One way of getting natural gas is from fracking, which you don't mention in your commission, and it's heavily used in the USA and Canada and has been recently given the go-ahead to be used in the UK. What do you see as the future for this method of obtaining energy, and will it be included in your future commission measurements? So there are two things to say about fracking, I think. Um, The first is that We need more evidence on the direct impacts that technology and some of those methods have on local communities, the direct health effects. And the second thing is that it's very clear that large-scale hydraulic fracking is incompatible with the kinds of carbon budgets that we're talking about in the future. So if it is useful, it is only useful as a transitional energy and a very cautious transitional energy as well. Because as I said before, many of the renewable technologies that we want to put in place are already ready to be used and rolled out. Once you've got all your data on health and climate change, what do you believe the main challenges will be to implement effective changes for health and climate change? Climate change is often described as a super wicked problem. You can't necessarily see the greenhouse gas emissions or the short-lived climate pollutants that are emitted. It has lags in the system, which mean that emissions that are released today will have their effect on the climate and as such their effect on human health in a number of years in the future. And it is a problem that's integrated into so many aspects of what we do as humans. There is carbon and greenhouse gas emissions built into our transport systems, into our buildings, into our hospitals, into our agricultural systems. 
And so necessarily the response to climate change has to be about reimagining and re-understanding the interactions between social and environmental systems over the course of a century. There isn't one silver bullet in responding to climate change. Um, and that's the real challenge. On the other hand, there are huge opportunities and increasingly we're starting to see health professionals and other non-traditional voices, the business community, the faith community, engage with climate change and begin to communicate the reasons why this is important for the work they do. Because, as often gets repeated, there's no business on a dead planet. Or because, as the Lancet Countdown and the Lancet Commission have repeatedly stressed, climate change poses an unacceptably high risk for human health. And so whilst there are large challenges that climate change present, I think over the last couple of years, we've started to see a new coalition forming to engage with the problem. This has moved beyond concerns about polar bears and concerns about the environment. And that's not to say that they're not important concerns. It's to say that we're realising that this problem engages with every part of society. Thank you for joining us today, Dr Watts. It's been a pleasure speaking to you and many thanks for talking to The Lancet today. Thank you very much for having us once again. It's been a real pleasure. The only thing I would add is that this is just the launch of a process and a new collaboration and we are welcoming engagement from the scientific community, from health professionals in a consultation process on the indicators that we're hoping to track. You can find more information at www.lancetcountdown.org.